0: One, welcome back to Mission Daily. How's it going? This is Stephanie, and I'm here with Albert again, ready for this next episode. How
1: there you go. go. You're in Texas in an ice storm right now.
0: Yeah, it is literally thrown off Your my town whole is frozen week. over. Being stuck in a house with four kids with no help, and people still pinging me, acting like life is normal. <laughs> hey, Steph, can you help me with this? No, I can't. I'm being eaten alive by four kids under. Well, five. that's
1: there. There you go. This downside of remote work is that most your colleagues have no clue what you're dealing with. Yeah. If you were in an office, this wouldn't be a problem. But yes, that's true. Yeah. I don't have I we don't have ice storms right now anywhere else.
0: No. I was uh, I was talking to someone who was in Switzerland and I told her we were in an ice storm and she laughed. She thought I was joking. I was like, no lady, I'm not joking. I'm not playing over here. <laughs> but anyways, I'm excited for this episode. First off, I wanna tell you that I've been getting great feedback from people who've liked these episodes did I tell you about my, our favorite TikTok follower? I want to give him a shout out. Yeah. give I, a sh-
1: a, I mean, at least by first name, you know what I mean? You don't have to no, reveal yeah, yeah. exactly who that person I is. I won't
0: even reveal his name. He will know who he is, but I will just say, I started a TikTok and I have all of 64 followers. It's barely anyone's there. I'm just doing to test it out. And this guy found us, me and you, because he said I used to be a big Mission Daily follower. I've been wondering where you guys went. He started his whole company or firm because of Mission Daily Content, and he found me on TikTok. So if you're ever questioning Albert, do people like this show, even though we brought it back in a different way, the verdict is yes, based off him.
1: (laughs) That is pretty cool. You know, a lot of people always talk about how if they do something that can help just one person, then they (laughs) feel validated in what they've done. And so (laughs) that's pretty freaking cool that you've inspired one person to take the journey of entrepreneurship, although they might, hate you in a couple of years. I still think it's a really great thing. I, there, oh,
0: yeah.
1: It's still a great thing.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and for anyone who wants to go follow me on TikTok, you should. It's at Life and Times of Stephanie. I think that's my handle. That shows how little I've told people about it. But go find me. I put clips of Albert and I up there. I put random clips of my dog. Uh, I put random thoughts and musings that I have that may or may not be helpful at all. So There you have it. It's a pretty interesting (laughs) channel to experiment with. We'll see what happens with it.
1: Let's go. But for
0: today, I want to actually talk about – I had uh, our chief of staff, Lacey. I was in the car with her, and she sparked an interesting question because she asked me – she was like, what is one thing that you were excited about this year or that you were just either excited to watch, you thought it would be bigger, and it actually was a flop? And it was a good thought process Mm. because, I mean – We get to talk to so many people every day. We're interviewing a lot of really smart people. And I think for me, sometimes that's where my hype comes from, like our really smart guests. But you don't always go back and look and be like, man, I was totally wrong on that trend. Um, So I kind of want to center the conversation around like what we thought was going to be bigger in 2022 or what we were maybe surprised by, if that sounds good.
1: That sounds great. This actually reminds me of back in the day I worked at a software company and we would go to CES every year. And one of the things that me and my boss, my boss was, my boss is named Peter Heffering, multiple, uh, he's exited multiple software companies, super smart guy. Shout out Peter. He's now currently a race car driver, uh, living the dream. But he would, we would walk down the, the exhibit hall floor and we, he would look at me and be like, you know what's weird? And I'd be like, what's that? He's like, 99.9% of the things in this room are going to fail. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, let's find the one that exists, that will succeed. And that was a challenge. Did like, you? It would be like a fun thing we would do to see. And I remember like 3D, uh, at the time 3D TV was the big thing and people t- oh, talking man. about 3D television. Do you remember this? Like <laughs> early, early. Yep. It was like 3D TV was going to be the thing. And it, of course, never panned out. Um, and so it just goes to show you know, even trends where, everybody's on like espn was on it all the manufacturers they're all trying to make this come to reality and ultimately didn't work um so i think that's a pretty this is a fun topic you know
0: oh yeah yeah i mean i think when you look at different trends humanity in general is not that great at predicting the future like the things that end up taking (laughs) yeah the things that like take off are the ones that people never thought were going to work Um, I remember on my TikTok, actually, I put in a a bunch of technologies that people were actually scared of that are now mainstream. And I kind of went through how it was like the bicycle and the recorder. They were afraid, like, if there was any music being recorded, no one would ever go see live music again. And there were so many of them. And it was a good, like, just example of like, man, we really never know where things are going because the ideas that are the craziest that people are like, that'll never work, actually are the ones that become eventually mainstream whereas the things that were like oh that could be a cool functionality 3d tv no flop like is it really that necessary probably not (laughs) unless you're in like i mean a lot
1: of things aren't necessary but i think the big miss was we we couldn't picture who would enjoy it you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. who would like it and would there be enough people that liked it that the creators of content could support it but there's a lot of different things but yeah the this is always an interesting topic because we'll definitely um what you'll what you'll definitely see when you talk to any individual about this subject is they'll put their personal preferences as global preferences. It's very mm-hmm. hard for people to think how other people think you know when you think about something you you come from your own perspective, maybe your own family, maybe your immediate friend group but it's very difficult to predict how everyone will react and that's really I mean in order for something to be a trend there's got to be substantial adoption and people are notoriously bad at estimating how other people will behave for sure
0: yeah. Yep. Okay. So you think about your thing then. I already have mine since I already told okay. Lacey in the car. Get started. get started. Okay. Mine was the metaverse. And I will caveat it with saying it's not something that I was personally involved in or that I was involved in for myself, but I definitely let the hype of others around me get me excited into thinking about it, thinking about how companies could apply it. And now looking back on that, I'm like, man, that was such like an over overhyped technology or Like there was just not many applications for it. And I remember the companies who were showing me how they were doing it. And it just feels like it was just too soon and too many people jumped to it. And now I feel like people are nervous to jump to new technologies because they kind of got burned in the past like year or two around metaverse and NFTs and crypto and all these things. They jumped in so quick on those things. And now I'm like, guys, you're about to miss out on AI. You should go and look at like (laughs) chat GPT and things. I actually think this is like an important movement. But a lot of them got burned by trying to do like virtual stores. And um I mean that was the biggest thing. Basically companies creating these virtual stores that people could walk into and virtually shop. But it was like kinda weird because then there'd be like virtual shelves, which I'm like, you don't really need that in a virtual world. Why do you even need a shelf? There's no gravity, there's nothing I don't know. So that was my thing that I definitely got wrong and I think I had maybe too many conversations Well, around... what what did
1: you get wrong about it though? That's that I think that's be more specific because
0: yeah are you
1: video gaming is getting there you know what i mean like i i see my kids play roblox they're building worlds and they yeah. enjoy being there like they enjoy playing in that world and i think that's i mean it seems to be on an entertainment basis it seems to work pretty good yeah what about the metaverse specifically did you were you surprised it didn't work i, I would now looking say... back like now realize okay that would not work
0: yeah it, it's definitely more around bringing it into like how a commerce company could use it or watching larger brands, Mm. um, like more archaic brands, trying to enter in the space quickly, but maybe experimenting too heavily. So I think I, especially in the like halfway through 2022, there's just so many conversations around it throughout all the guests. And I probably would have poked a bit harder about like, what are the use cases and why do you like, why are you guys betting on this versus that? So it's not that I was technically wrong, but I was definitely excited, you know, around everyone else who was telling me about it and being like, man, where could this go? And now I'm like, hmm, maybe nowhere for commerce companies or maybe it'll just take some more time. But yeah, around gaming, I mean, I had a really interesting uh, guy come on the show who he basically said he always looks to the gaming industry to influence the future because they're always like a decade ahead of where everyone else is. And so he created this Mm. whole like rendering software Um, That was based off gaming principles, and he actually mentioned Roblox and, like, how they look to them for inspiration around, like, your product quality online should look as good as it would in a Roblox game because, I guess, how they do it in those gaming engines is just, like, way better. And so I've heard people talk about it in that use and, yes, Metaverse for gaming for sure. But I think when it comes to, like, actual commerce and business, I was a little too excited. Yeah, when
1: I saw people (laughs) buying, like, real estate in the Metaverse, I'm like, this is how... This is how we go to ready player one. And I actually was excited. So so straight up I, 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 I told people this. I tw- <laughs> I tweeted I tweeted about this. I told people I to- I said life would be fantastic if the metaverse takes off because I don't want to be there. Because then I like I was like envisioning a future where people were, you know, unloading their beachfront homes because they saw no value in it and they wanted something in the metaverse i was like this will be perfect like i can't wait for everyone to do this <laughs> but but not, it didn't happen
0: darn it didn't happen
1: no not yet not yet can't wait listen if you're trying to liquidate your house because you want to go to the metaverse give me a shout oh give me a shout i'll buy it you can go to the metaverse i'll take your beachfront let's go i think
0: i hear crickets right now oh wait everyone's like you yeah, no. yeah no there's that one person well, in the audience i'm there i'm in <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm in, baby. I'm in. I want to go to the Metaverse. Can't wait. But yeah. When I saw Metaverse real estate being sold, I was like, "Mm, that's a little bit much.
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) That was just me
1: personally. Well,
0: now it's good to look back because I feel like it's good to just think a little bit more thoughtfully about new technologies that are coming and kind of be like, okay, does this solve an actual problem that I already have or am I just trying to apply technology To anything i mean you can have a problem where you apply technology it's another thing to be like oh this is a cool technology where can i fit it in my company just randomly i think that's probably what we were watching and maybe it'll evolve over the next couple years like everything does um but yeah i think that's probably what happened the past year or so and still it's kind of happening when people are like halfway through a project right now they're like i'm not giving up on this
1: so funny that we the dead horse principle keeps coming back the lacy
0: mm-hmm.
1: we shouted out in the last episode lacy found an article or something about it and uh it is very true companies definitely try to force force things mm-hmm. the the thing you mentioned so i've always i've also always been bullish on artificial intelligence but i just never really understood how i could possibly play a part in it and i still don't so straight up i do not know figure how that out artificial intelligence after 100 episodes i can't you're figure get out how there. it works i don't know how to <laughs> leverage it but I was surprised that ChatGPT was actually the thing that brought it to like the mainstream attention. Mm-hmm. Because if you think about it, it's already being used in many, many multiple ways. And I would never have thought that a, like a search writing function would be the one that gets it most wild, uh, widely adopted mm-hmm. or recognized. And so it's interesting because I don't find ChatGPT 3 to be that useful. I actually what? think it's going to... Uh, yeah i don't i just played with uh, it all
0: yesterday evening and i was like this is the most useful thing i've seen i can tell you what i was doing with it but it was definitely useful but carry on i'll listen
1: all right let me take that back i think it's very useful let me let me take that back i actually think it's going to be extremely useful uh but it <clears throat> meaning it is very good right now at identifying i think getting people started so if like if you were to say work is 100 percent, and you wanted to get 50 percent there fast mm-hmm. I think chat three is amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so I, I like demonstrated how crazy it was with my, one of my friends who's British. And I, and I said, Hey, who's the most brutal King that's ever ruled England? And he said, King John. And I prompted chat GPT three. I was like, you know, King John was arguably the most brutal leader, uh, monarch of the, in the history of England, who were his three major adversaries and what do you think could have happened if one of them defeated him? How could the history of England have changed? And it came up with a hypothesis. And mm-hmm. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. And I said, this could get you started. If you were to write a research paper, this could get you started. Yep. But also, I now firmly believe now this is I'm predicting a trend. And open AI is already on it. Recognizing what's fake is the new industry. Mm-hmm. That is gonna be a thing. Oh yeah. Like that is gonna be a thing. Because with deep fakes, I like I see so many Tom Cruise deep fakes. With ChatGPT three, people are already submitting papers written by it the next industry is actually catching what's fake because as this technology evolves, the ability to, I don't know, frame people or mm-hmm. create political disorder or any other huge negative consequence will go through the roof. So being having a reliable tool that can tell you that something's fake is gonna be the new industry. It's gonna be a huge industry, I believe. Yeah. I, I firmly believe that. So I'm right. a little bit predicting the future on that one.
0: Until there's another industry that tries to take the fake stuff and then makes it look authentic and it learns. Well, how that's cybersecurity,
1: <laughs> right? Like it's literally the cybersecurity industry, yeah. which is you're always, the bad actors are here. Yeah. The defense goes here and then the fence gets in front of the bad actors, the bad actors ramp up their production of whatever they're doing. Yeah. And so this will be the new ongoing never ending battle because as deputy commander of joint special forces operation command, uh, Chris Kirk once told me, and he framed it. It's my, it's it's a dad on my uh, my son's hockey team, but that is his role. And he said, in the history of man, we've never had it where everyone is satisfied with what they have. There's always somebody who wants what you have. Oh, yeah. The ergo defense is always going to be part of society. Yep. So this will be an ongoing. This is going to be the new battle. Information already is the new most valuable asset or currency, whatever you wanna call it. So defending and finding truth will continue to, it'll continue to be equally, if not more important.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. So let me tell you about my one application for it that I thought was really interesting, That I actually think people listening might like this one. So I basically, what I was looking at that you could do is let's say you wrote a newsletter, Albert. Maybe you wrote it yesterday. You upload that newsletter content and you say, tell me exactly my tone of voice, how I write my style and all of that. It goes through and it comes back and it says, Albert is witty. He has a lot of historical references. He's a bit sarcastic. Um, and he writes like this, then you open up a new chat GPT and you say, using this writing style, write me an article about, you know, the five ways to save a company. And it literally writes it in your voice. That, I was like, that's how i I've
1: seen that, Okay, I've seen that. Yeah,
0: I'm like, literally you can get newsletters, blogs, whatever, written in your own voice if you just take your own writing, which is probably pretty unique. I mean, unless someone just takes your writing and says, hey, write like Albert, write like Stephanie. But if it's your own stuff, I mean, that's like an interesting way to generate content and still have it in your brand voice or your personal voice.
1: So here's where it becomes a, this is where I say it's like, it's gonna be valuable but unvaluable at the same time. And I'll equate this, I'll equate Google in the same way. All right, so let me explain. So Google is a phenomenally valuable company. I'm not saying it's not valuable. you think it's still? And it's phenomenally useful. It's useful to me. But like, right? do you think it still but, will be? I don't know. I don't know. But you also, why are we assuming that they can't create AI either?
0: I think they're they, See, that's the big
1: thing. It's like, yeah, I think they'll try. But anyways, let me t- let me explain. But the skill in the byproduct of what it creates is a commodity, mm-hmm. and therefore, it's not valuable to others. So, for example, like I would never on my resume put, I know how to Google things. Of course you do. Like like no one says you can't. So if ChatGPT3 becomes widely adopted and is useful to get people, like in my use case, get me 50% of the way there, mm-hmm. it will also be unvaluable to others because anyone can. And therefore, the company might profit wildly. I don't doubt that at all. But as far as like it being a skill for individuals, who knows? It might not be.
0: Well, it, why it, wouldn't it be It might though, become I...
1: part of our lives, but it won't be like a thing. Like
0: hmm.
1: it'll become like a table stake. Like, do you know how to use chat GPT-3 prompt? And I actually believe that most of what it writes will become noise. Like people won't read it. But then you'll I have a whole the ranking algorithm. Creators will always rise.
0: Yeah, no, I think you What's will that? always have a ranking algorithm that looks at the content, whether it's written by a human or not and still be like well this obviously resonates with people it's doing well we're going to bump it up but i still think yep. when it comes to chat gpt it still depends on a lot of what's in your brain and what you can even ask for and the creativity behind it because i've seen many of my friends use it and it's like okay it's not working because you're putting stupid shit in it like stop putting just dumb words or just being like tell me uh what's the capital of uh california or whatever like they ask things where I'm like, it can do more than that. So you, I do think the inputs yeah. matter a lot for all these technologies. And same thing with uh, like all the design tools. I was using Dolly the other day and it came up with beautiful designs. But a lot of it was based off these weird words that I was putting in that I'm like, I don't know if people would think to put in this word with this word with this one. And other times it came out really ugly. So I'm like, it's it still depends on what you put into that algorithm, into the AI to actually have a good output.
1: I fully understand that. But that's the thing is everyone's going to get better at it, too. Mm -hmm. Therefore, its outputs will become less valuable. Like, you know, I'm saying like, I can't I literally like just I think Google is a great example of this because nobody on the resume puts I know how I'm the best at search. Mm -hmm. I can Google better than anybody. It's like,
0: well, they kind of do
1: better. Like, I don't understand. Like,
0: I would say they kind of do. It's not a skill. It is. If you're a researcher and you're like, I can find all. Documents that you really can't find. If you, if I think about right now, people who are in like Google Scholar and they're looking at patents and they're doing all these different things, like they research in a much higher quality way than I ever do. That to me is a whole skill of like being able to find the right content, validate it, yeah. know the sources know to who's go to. For it. I mean, when I worked at Fannie Mae, people paid for that. For not that Fannie Mae is like a great example, but when I was there, they paid for people who would know how to do those things, which was not me because I was like, that sounds yeah. lame. I don't want that job. But definitely more like a yeah.
1: right. I'm just saying, it becomes it becomes more of a commodity skill, and ergo, less valuable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I believe in the future, we don't know what it is yet. But like the things that fascinate us most about ChatGPT three right now mm-hmm. are probably going to become table stakes skills.
0: Mm-hmm. I think so. So then, I, th-
1: that, I mean, like, I think the true use cases are still oh, unclear. Yeah, yeah. But like, what what I currently see. I th- I just think it's just going to commoditize that skill, and it's not going to be, it's not going to be substantially valuable to other like each other. Like we're not going to value someone else's ability to find answers in ChatGPT three. It'll just yeah. become like what we expect out of somebody.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think it, Remember, it'll see, be. See, you weren't
1: around back in nineteen ninety six. Like yes, people t- put in how many words?
0: I was around You were six. Yeah, but or I was whatever. around.
1: Like, I, was I, was I was working. I was working. Okay. I was work- all right. Sorry. Working. Okay, Dad. But like people used to. People used to on their resumes put how many words per minute they typed.
0: Yeah. They still should. No, no one cares. Bring that back. (laughs) Bring it back. It's going to become a commodity
1: skill. (laughs) It's going to become a commodity skill. I think it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I think, though, people should still pay attention to it because it will be, I think, layering on top of it. Like if you kind of miss the wave of like, what even is this or like be able to understand what's happening very rapidly right now. I think there will be layering on top of it. So while it's not maybe using chat GPT just for like question, answer, helping with papers, whatever, it I think will be the underlying technology that's maybe powering a lot of other tools. And to at least understand how we got there, I think is a helpful like piece of knowledge. Same thing with like, Dolly, like understanding how that design tool kind of works or what you can do with it. Will that be the final thing? No, but like knowing that a, a computer can come in and use six words and give you a beautiful design within five seconds that you can choose six of them or like choose one you want, knowing that's out there, whether that stays the actual powerful tool. It's only powerful right now because it's like early days and it's the experimenters who are like, damn, this is like way better than paying fifty dollars for a meme to some designer on Upwork. I can just go on here and get six generated in a second. I think just understanding what's happening right now around these things is helpful for the future, for whatever technologies come from them. That's kind of what I think. Layering. Beep, 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 beep.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I definitely I, – I, I can't I, – I don't know, but I definitely don't want – Uh, I'll, I agree with you in this regard. I don't want to be the guy that doesn't want to do it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who wants to be that person? <laughs> so that's
1: why I play with it all – Yeah, I, I play with it all the time because like, I, I don't want to be the guy that – Doesn't know how to use it at all. Yeah. Or does like where the skill set just so jumps my current. Like I remember. See, I remember like my first jobs. Like one of my first jobs coming out of college, out of out of grad school. So this is now 2006, and I worked in the Department of Health. One of my colleagues straight up did not know how to add an attachment to an email.
0: Exactly. You don't want to be that person.
1: How do you? (laughs) What are we doing here? (laughs) And her story was that she was. She was married and her husband generated enough income where she didn't have to work. And she basically didn't work during the computer revolution. Like when computers became, you know, this luxurious thing in like, let's say 84, mm-hmm. to like widespread adoption, but you know, by 2006, every, every person had some type of uh, part of their job, a computer was part of their job. And watching her struggle to learn things, I was like, "Oh my god, I cannot yeah. allow this to happen." Because she got divorced and she had to earn an income, and so she worked for the local government. But like, oh my god, I told myself I didn't right there, Like, you you Worked cannot, for the local government? Cannot... Wow. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm not okay. Yeah. All right, I mean, I'm not surprised. I just took a what yeah, the worked. What there, the hell? She
1: worked for the Department of Health. I worked. For... She worked for the Department of Health mm. in Dare County, which is the Outer Banks. Uh, for those who don't know, Outer Banks is a chain of islands in North Carolina. It's a vacation destination There's only 30,000 people that live there full-time. So it's not like It's not it's not a super populated area. So the Department of Health there She worked there and like literally could not use a computer two finger typing and I was just like dude. I Told I remember telling my then girlfriend now wife like we can, uh, you cannot allow this to happen like you can never allow an entire revolution of industry tools just bypass you mm-hmm. and just be like, Oh, I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. if you're listening and you're not playing with open AI and chat GPT three, I strongly advise you to do so. Cause I said it's going to become a commodity stake <laughs> skill. And I think if you don't have it, you're going to be left in the dust. Yep. I don't want to be left in the dust.
0: Yeah, no, I'm not, we're not <laughs> going to get left in the dust. Neither will any of our listeners. And you know what, Albert, actually, you should email your old colleague, a link to chat GPT and just be like,
1: she might be dead. I don't know. Well,
0: she She's... might not be. So go help a girl out. <laughs> help her out and send her this link. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I
1: said, like, yo, help, help you out. Like, yo, you gotta learn this skill.
0: Yeah. Well, in the future, I think it'll be fun. Future episodes to come back with like interesting revelations or things that we're doing in these different spaces and just kind of give some more examples. Cause that, that actually is the most helpful to me is when I hear what other people are doing with this and then try it on my side oh, yeah. um so that'd be really cool also for anyone so an am- oh yeah go ahead Albert.
1: oh yeah i was gonna say an amazing use case i heard which i was blown away by um was that um in the software engineering world they're now pay- copying pasting code into it and asking it to find mistakes oh, yeah. yeah. so you think about what a code review used to be like you yeah. had to read each line and be like uh oh, would that work now it's just like this is not this is not written in the proper syntax of Python. Like,
0: yeah. You know, that's,
1: that's going to save hours. That's yeah. going to save hours of time. It's
0: literally writing. I saw engineers going in there, and uh, I'm in this Discord channel with all these engineers, and then me, hello. Um, but I'm watching what they're asking for, and they're literally, like, asking for full lines of code to be written. of Like, write code for a chatbot that does this, this, and this, and it literally spits them out. Hundred lines of code, probably a lot more than that, but like a whole set of code that is for that application. And then you just go in and like tweak it. So it's like.
1: Well, that's why you're seeing all these layoffs right now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Entry level software design developers. I would, I never thought a software developer would get fired. There's
0: your, there's your, there's your, there's uh, your moment, your aha moment of like engineers getting fired never thought that would be i couldn't believe it no. like in the, in
1: the last well this, well this was not in 2022 this is 2023 yeah wow. but when when i first saw the layoffs on linkedin for like google and microsoft and others i just assumed they're all going to be in customer success sales marketing you know some mm-hmm. of the more i don't know non-technical
0: yep.
1: roles and when i saw engineers i've been met, you know a pm at google for or i've been mm-hmm. managing product i've been right i was like i cannot believe this i can't believe like i've never thought that this would happen yeah but my guess is that they either they don't produce code fast enough or the code that they write is no longer. It's become a commodity skill.
0: Yeah. One, which one of the
1: is dangerous.
0: Oh yeah. One of the teams I worked with alongside with at Google, the whole team of engineers, 32 of them got laid off. Um, but they told me that yeah, I wouldn't, it's, it's not about just the code writing. It's that like, Google actually hired a lot more engineers like maybe they laid off this many but then they actually hired more but it's all in AI and they're like we don't really know how to work within that like that wasn't our skill set and so it's like a big mm. shift in like the demand of what kind of coding can you do and like i guess i don't yeah. i don't really know what their skill set was but apparently it was not applicable to a whole nother department
1: but- Based on what you said, like I bet people that learn, know how to do like uh, JavaScript or Angular, they're gonna be in trouble. That's front end interface mm-hmm. writing. Like it, can you get to the point where people are like, Hey, make the screen purple burn, make it darker shade. Mm-hmm. Boom is like, you know, can you prompt your way to make, let's say visual changes mm-hmm. that seems closer to the realm of possibility than like, I don't know if it's ever gonna be used to build products that don't exist today, but it can 100% write code that already exists that's maybe table sticks like hey build me an sso like i believe that will like yeah. companies like Okta, they're going to be in trouble <laughs> like like, <I'm> like <laughs> just gonna need, start do i going like you calling out
0: companies. you're in trouble you're in trouble this company yeah no i know there's hey i mean i don't
1: know like I, like they they do a lot of single secure single sign-on stuff you know yeah. what i mean like i feel like that could be built like like chat GPT like i don't know if, if chat or someone other company's going to come forward but you mm-hmm. can be like hey i want a single sign-on done Yep. Uh, I want to authenticate through Google, Facebook, but not Microsoft Thun. Like, I mean, it's going to be like that. Like, I think yeah. the basic foundations of web development are going to become commoditized.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, not only, I also think design I saw in a different discord channel, you can basically go and say, pull in Nike website and this web, like all your favorite websites and say, build me a website that looks like this. It has the colors of Nike and write up a description because I'm selling shoes. And I watched a video where pulled all the code that was needed and it just kept giving you versions of a brand new website with all the UI just from you writing in what you wanted and pulling in inspiration from other websites it was wild and I brought this up on a call the other day I'm not going to name drop who I was what company I was talking to but I said the future of design is going to be changing and like here's some of the things that I'm seeing and I didn't realize our graphic designer was on the call and he got a little hot he was like well it wouldn't change around this this, and this and I'm like I'm pretty sure I just saw all that well I mean
1: I I think yeah and I do believe that is short-sighted for a lot of people who think that your skill won't be replaced like yeah I remember this is like the Model T version Mm -hmm. of AI like it's only gonna get better Mm -hmm. so but I do I do for I will stand by what I said before which is that it will become it will be extremely valuable at the same time unvaluable meaning everyone's going to know how to do it. I guess it's going to be valuable in fact that if you don't know how to do it, you're going to be in seriously trouble. That's like coming to a work today saying you don't know how to type and you don't know how to attach an email. Like that's a problem.
0: Yep. Yep. All right. Well, <laughs> I think that's a good way to end it of like, go check this out. If you haven't, if you have checked it out, literally send us an email at info and tell us the coolest things that you guys are doing. We'll also give you a shout out in this episode. If you send us some cool stuff or like ideas. Um, and other than that, We'll see you guys in the next episode.
1: I'm going long, long, long on real estate. I'm oh telling you, you still can't. No one can make dirt. No one makes dirt. So
0: oh, Albert.
1: buy it up while you can.
0: Jeez. All right. See ya.